1: The HeadGum Podcast.
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new mini-series of Three Black Halflings. This mini-series is called The City of the Black Rose. I am your dungeon master, no longer friendly, but still very neighborhood, Jeremy Cobb, (laughs) and I am joined for this adventure by... Jasper William Cartwright... Uh, Jonathan Chow,
2: Terry Gamble, Isla, aka Evil Clever Dog.
3: Yes, that is our crew for this adventure. <laughs> what a crew! Yes, I guess there's really no further ado. Other than I guess, how's everybody doing? We should probably ask that.
4: Pretty good. Yeah, good. I'm good. I'm a little. I'm a little nervous. I feel like uh, this is. You've told me a lot of stories about this uh, particular setting we're about to play in, and I know there's some truly wild and scary things that could happen, so. This is far and away the most lethal campaign setting that I've ever run. Which is wild, because we just survived Outlaws and Obelisks, so, uh.
5: I'm feeling the, just the right amount of excitement and trepidation when entering a Jeremy Cobb campaign. Yeah.
2: Um. Oh, I thought it was gonna be like a nice, chill time. No one yeah. mentioned any lethality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is Jeremy Cobb.
1: Honestly, I gotta brush up on the spells because i i will keep you safe
4: <laughs> i will keep you safe it is my mission <laughs>
1: i'm feeling pretty lucky about this this good con modifier
2: now i'm
4: yes. happy with that choice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> has everyone got above a six for con just double
1: checking yeah. and make sure <laughs> we, uh... I, I, I think we did that i hopefully mine sticked hopefully hopefully I bumped it up.
4: <laughs> for all those listening at home uh, uh, terry did bring a six in con to one of jeremy's campaigns <laughs> clearly terry was thinking yeah I'll, I'll do half an hour with three black halflings then I'll clock off. Because with a six in con that's about what you're going to get with oh, Jeremy. No. Yeah.
2: Everyone, it's not too late to change your magic item to an amulet of health. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, quickly, go, 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 go.
3: <laughs> Don't worry. Resurrection is very easily accessible in this setting. So
4: Tell us about the world, Jeremy. Tell us. I'm so excited.
3: I'm not even just going to tell you about the world. We're going to jump right into the world. What? Everybody, oh fasten your seatbelts. Tip your fedoras low. Turn the shades down dark and put on some smooth
6: jazz
3: as we begin to enter the city of the black Rose. We open on a train. Picture a steampunk rendition of a 1930s Chicago train rumbling through a beautiful and expansive countryside. There's fields, livestock, small villages, all whizzing by. As the hours pass, we make some stops in a more suburban area, a mixture of architectural styles dating back to, like, the 19th century, but with the most recent bearing a vague resemblance to 1950s Americana. But finally... As our vision grows hazy with afternoon weariness, we see it, a towering, multi-layered megalopolis. An urban jungle the size of Rhode Island with the population density of Manhattan. Skyscrapers of stone, cast iron, metal, glass, and crystal straining ever higher even as the ground beneath them continues to decay. A city vast, deep, and dark. We have arrived in Mavros, the city of the Black Rose. As the doors to our train open and the various travelers begin to disembark, we zoom in on one particular traveler.
5: Johnny, would you please introduce your character for us? Certainly. As he um, uh, stands up from his uh, aisle seat to uh, allow somebody else to come in and grab the window seat, Uh, he stands up to his full height of a stately uh, 3.5 feet. You see in full splendor a dark navy uniform, crisply ironed with a gold trim and brocade, uh, and some bright golden buttons going down the chest there, uh, wrapped in a, a sort of leather belt. And on his uh, shoulder, you see a, a little badge that says, um, PC billwop High Constable for the Civil Parish of Gerster Lee. He's also wearing a sort of conical hat, which also has a crest with the town of Gerstely on it, and a picture of a quite quaint-looking uh, mill, under which sit the uh, elongated ears and pointy features of a gnome in early middle age, very uh, briskly shaven and uh, with sort of well-trimmed hair. Um, and he's uh, like, right. when is yours, is it? All right. Uh, <laughs> Lovely day we're having. <sighs> ah, yes. billwop
3: as you're exiting this train... First of all, this is the loudest place you have ever been in your life. Mm. Both in terms of volume, but also in terms of sheer number of people and, like, smells. It is a full assault on your senses. Mm. Uh, There are people bustling past you, nudging you, bumping you every which way. Sorry. (laughs) None of them even seem to be paying attention to you. Even the people who are walking next to you as they look down, they seem to just look right through you as they walk by. Bill Wop. You have come here, arriving at Tezuka Station, to investigate something. You've had a case, something that's been bugging you for a while, and you had tried and failed to contact the Mavros Police Department, the central Mavros Police Department, for weeks uh, it's, you've been using the, uh, the paystone over at the, uh, the, the sending stone, the, the paystone that you have uh, over in Gerstalee. I'm imagining it's a, like a sort of a one stone town.
5: Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, it's also a book depository for anybody who wants to use that. <laughs> Unfortunately, despite your best efforts, you have not been
3: able to get anyone to respond to your messages from the police department. You have, out of desperation, finally arrived here in Mavros, the main city itself, for the first time. Normally, you live on the outskirts of the city-state. Let me just describe in in a little bit more detail where you find yourself. So you find yourself, uh, having exited the train platform, on a cobblestone street. There are... Cars, kind of like old style automobiles trundling by, people all over the place. Imagine kind of a mishmash of, like, Victorian and, like, your classic 1940s-ish garb just sort of mixed in with, like, bits of fashion in between through that whole era. You are currently, actually, on the lowest part of the city. You can still see the sun, but the city of Mavros, the main city, is composed of three levels. There's the lower level, then on top of that, sort of like a cave is the central city, the middle level, and then on top of that, the smallest portion of the city, but also by far the wealthiest part of the city, is the uppers, the upper city. You are currently in Tezuka, in the lowers. This is the borough of Tezuka, but you are in the Hernandez district. Mavros is kind of separated into districts. Imagine like slices of pizza, you are currently in the... Pizza-slice-shaped Hernandez District. You would have probably been able to consult the records, your purple pages, and you could have known that the location of the Trousdale Police Department headquarters. Do you intend
5: to head straight there, or are you going to, like, explore? I'm going to start taking everything in a little bit. Maybe look up at least once, because there's some mighty tall buildings around here. I haven't seen anything like this before. How'd they hold that ceiling up, then? Wow. That's pretty amazing. Uh, <laughs> roll <laughs> a perception check. Oh, alright. The uh, 19 for perception. Ooh.
3: You Good look around. Round.
5: Yeah, a great first roll. Ooh. First roll of the mini campaign. Hey. You
3: look around and for the first time you get a sense of heaviness. Like, this city isn't just gigantic. It feels like, as the city has grown in size, it's almost like the gravity has increased. Not in a literal sense, but in a figurative sense. There's a sense of heaviness around here. The people, as they look down, there's a sense of, like, weight on their shoulders. You can tell that, even from looking at people, the style of dress is very different from what you're used to. But a lot of it is honestly much shabbier than you would have expected. This does not seem to be at all a well-to-do area, despite the fact that there are these gigantic buildings. It seems like the people here are not profiting from any of that. You also get a sense of, like, why are these people not looking at each other? It's almost like a sense of fear or paranoia. The few times that you do see people bumping into each other, there's, like, an immediate sense of, like, fight or flight, like, is this gonna turn into something? Or where is it, you know, out in Gerstalli, the country? Countryside, people bump into each other. It's just a simple apology, tip of the hat. Maybe even strike up a brief conversation. Here, at best, you're lucky if you get a... Oh, sorry, excuse me. It's almost as if they're avoiding each other as much as possible. And that that sense of, like... Fear even extends down to, like, the wildlife. Like, you glance down at the sidewalk and see what appears to be a spider with two of its little legs up in the air uh, and a pair of ladybirds just like looming threateningly uh, as if there's some sort
5: of, like, insect mugging taking place uh, on the <laughs> ground beneath you. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I look down because I, I, I actually, I think my uh, my character actually does have the communicate with small animals uh, ability. Oh so yeah, you yes. <laughs> Hey, yes, you like two it. Cut that out. I don't want to arrest anyone today. I'm not on duty technically, so uh calm down, eh? You see the ladybirds like whirl around, look up at you, and immediately fly off. Yeah. You better reconsider your life choices, young sirs. Alright.
3: <laughs> the spider begins weeping from all eight of its eyes, comes up and just sh- it like grasps your uh shoelace and shakes it, thankfully. Oh,
5: oh well. <laughs> Holidays work. I tip my hat to the spider and I shimmy on. Uh, I I think for a while, he's going to be attempting to just uh, to say hello to everyone Um, and just be like, morning, morning, morning. All right there. Lovely day. Morning. And then eventually just the sheer volume of people and the complete lack of response leads him to sort of, eh, 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 hmm. And then just stop trying to <laughs> trying to greet everyone. And he, as he goes on his way, he's going to seek out the um, he's going to seek out the department, um, see what he can, All right. he can make his way there. Roll me a survival check, just Ooh. to see how quickly you're able to get there. Okay, um, you know, um, I think I think he may have because of my background. I have a, an advantage on finding uh, if it's to do with law enforcement. I have an advantage on checks to find Ooh, find the nearest ah. constabulary or the nearest like law enforcement place absolutely which is good please roll with advantage those were both quite rubbish uh, but one of them was slightly less rubbish that's a 14.
3: so you actually managed to make your way there pretty directly. The problem with being in a city, as anybody who's lived in a city, big city would know, is that almost everything takes, like, 45 minutes to get there. Like, even if it's close, it's mm-hmm. always, like, 40, 45 minutes. You, however, with your instinctive constabulary knowledge, manage to make it to the police station in just about 35 minutes. Oh, record
5: time. <laughs> Good start, Bill. Good start.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you see that this building is... It absolutely dwarfs your little police station out in wow. Uh You think you could probably fit several of your police stations inside of the foyer of this it's got building? Two uh, very,
0: doors, like, <laughs>
3: absolutely. <laughs> That's nice in it. Woo-hoo. Double doors, gothic arches, kind of a cast iron building uh, rising out of cobblestone. You are free to go ahead and head on in there.
5: Right then, yes, I'll steal myself and I will uh, attempt to push open the doors and, and head inside. I think there's probably like a moment of like, <clears throat> <clears throat> uh,
3: but then you notice that actually in the city they have little they have multiple like triggers for shorter people that you could just sort of press something, and it'll oh. swing the door open. Uh, very diverse population here. Um, I'll click that
5: and stumble through the through the little door.
3: You stumble into a room, carpeted floors. It's a big room, but not very bright, despite the uh, large number of windows. You see a secretary sitting behind a desk. You see that there are appear to be officers sort of milling about this way and that. What would you like to do?
5: Uh, I think I would head, uh, I think I'd head straight to the, uh, uh, to the re- uh, receptionist there, um, who seems to be looking, looking quite official, so I'll, I'll head up to there and introduce myself. All right. We are going to have
3: our first race roll of the game. Woo! What? Johnny, please roll me a D12 followed by a D4. I don't
5: mind if I do. To determine the race of this particular NPC. Okay, so that's a three for the D12. Mm-hmm. And a one for the d4.
3: Okay, roll a d6 real quick.
5: Uh, That's a two, sir.
3: Okay, you see a high elf looking very officious sitting behind the desk. She looks down at you and she says, "Uh, excuse me, are you lost...
5: Uh, uh, no, no, uh, no, I'm not. Uh, the name's, uh, Bill Wapwunkel, High Constable for the Civil Parish of Gerstelee. Um, I'm here on a little spot of business from, uh, from the outside, you see. I've been trying to get in contact, uh, with the Tsuka a uh, 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 constabulary, in reference to a case, a little bit of a cold one, might I add, um, from the parish of Gersta Lee. Uh, I was just wondering if you might be able to help me get in contact. I have been in contact before, but the thing is, uh, nobody seemed to tell me nothing, so uh, I thought I'd come in and talk to you in person. Is that all right?
3: Uh, hold on a second. Uh, sorry, you said Gersta Lee? That's correct, sir. She pulls out like she... Oh, you hear like a trundling open of like a filing cabinet. She's like rifling through stuff. Oh. Ha! Huh. Hey, hey, she looks up. Hey, Vinny, come over and look at this. One of the officers <laughs> walks over, he's like, "Never heard of of Lee. He's like, <laughs> never
5: heard of that place.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, we got a, what'd you say? Hi, hi what now?
5: Uh, uh high constable is, high constable is my role. Bill what uncle? Uh, right. Vinny, you said, yeah. nice to meet hi. you.
6: Officer Flash. Vinny Flash. Flash. Uh,
3: he reaches down, <laughs> shakes your hand. The receptionist has a uh, has a has a name tag that says uh, Maisie Hawker on it, uh, and she's like, uh, "Right, uh, well, it, it, that it does check out." Um, Vinny, you willing to handle this one? Uh, yeah, why not? Here, uh, you said the Constable Wunkel. Uh, that's correct. All right, Constable Wunkle, come on. He takes you back to the area where all the detectives tend to have their offices. He's like, "All right,
5: oh, um, bit nice in here, isn't it?" <laughs>
3: yeah, it's uh, very clean.
5: Yeah.
3: Uh, he looks around, sees like all the dust that has like <laughs> collected around the room. He's like, uh, "Yeah, I guess." So, uh, Officer Wunkle, uh, excuse me, High Constable
6: Wunkle. Uh, ah, just call me Bill.
3: <laughs> Bill, okay, uh, Bill. Go ahead and call me Vinny. Right. <laughs> uh,
5: what? What do you? Uh, what can I do you for? So here's the thing. Uh, uh, long story short, about 15 years ago, uh, we had a very interesting case in my town, uh, where a, uh, a fella down Bargast Farm was uh, uh, was tilling and chuffed up a hand. Uh, we're not sure uh, who it belonged to, or even uh, particularly what race it was. But accompanied by that hand was a scrap of cloth and uh, an interesting orb. Uh, we were never able to determine anything uh, back then, but um, just recently, uh, a little bit of the, uh, the uh, technology, this uh, magical stuff from the city, has started uh, coming into common use out where I live, and uh, we were able to restore these scraps of cloth that we found, and we discovered that they were uh, actually part of a uniform for... Uh, well, here you go. Let's, um, let's take a look at this. And he's going to whip out this uh, this scrap of cloth that is, looks like it's from uh, a sort of uniform, and on the uh, breast of it is a little sort of official-looking like lettering that says the Cauter Manufacturing Company. Uh, now, uh, I had heard of this before, but um, I was just wondering if you might be able to direct me to their headquarters, so I might be able to ask a few questions. You wait, sorry. You said, uh, can I can I look at that? Can I take a look at that? Absolutely, no problems at all. I'll hand it to him. Uh, you said. There was a hand and an orb as well. That's correct, sir. I didn't bring the hand with me. Couldn't figure out how to preserve it, and, well, yeah. um, to be honest, I didn't really fancy carrying it around. But I've got the orb. Oh, can I take a look? He, he takes the
3: orb, oh, plucks the right. orb from oh, your you hand, stares okay. at the orb for a moment, and then his eyes widen. He says, thank you very much, Bill, for bringing this to our attention. Oh, if you would welcome. wait uh, just a moment, I need to make a, a quick call. Uh, certainly. He, he reaches over to the little, like the little receptacle on his desk, and retrieves his office stone.
5: Ooh, that's a tiny stone! <laughs> wow, you can carry that around <laughs> in your pocket. Amazing. <laughs> uh,
6: yeah. Uh, operator, yes. Can you please connect
3: me to, uh, yes, to, to Representative Hildebrandt? And from there, we will cut. To a completely different location in the city, still in the district of Hernandez. We jump over to, you know, you can, you can absolutely uh, gainsay this, uh, Terry, if you prefer, but I'm imagining that your office may be inside of the church.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> we jump over to one of the nicest churches in all of the lowers Unity Tabernacle. Basically, imagine a classic gothic cathedral with the inside kind of having been slightly updated to fit with more of a, like, early 20th century sensibility. In the back, we go not to a church office, but to the office of the deputy mayor for the Hernandez district. Terry, would you please introduce your character?
1: Yes, my dears, I'm Zora Hildebrandt. I uh, am in... uh established person in this community, I enjoy things like church and more church and more church. Um, <laughs> I can't get enough. No separation of, of church and state here. The state is in the church. So I, you know, spend my days making sure that the community is being served properly by the church. I make sure that everyone follows the rules and creeds and things that they need to know of the church. I am a warlock of a certain age. I don't want to say, no, I'm 79. It's fine. Um, I know I don't look a day over 29. I have a piercing visage of just like. Just very tight. I imagine like the tightest skin pulls, you know, um, on the corners. Piercing green eyes and overly coiffed mop of curls on the top of my head um, with a, like I would say, like a coffee and cream colored skin. And I have very high collar, neck collars. I feel like I just want to hide my neck. You know when you reach a certain age? Just, anyway. <laughs> you
3: get the turkey gobble going?
1: Turtle become very important. So I have very high <laughs> neck collars and like everything is kind of militaristic though too. So like I imagine very tailored like with epaulettes maybe. Today I'm wearing a gray coat but with like silver brocade kind of accents and like little military accents. Some of them look very sharp. They're more angular. I imagine they look like they could cut you if you tried to hug her um, almost like a defense mechanism like people do not want to touch me it's probably also to maybe ward off people from trying to take any of my money from my pockets (laughs) my outfit looks like a full weapon (laughs) I think everything needs to be in its place so I imagine everything in my office is very well kept Um, Mm. everything has a home everything has a purpose everything has a reason for being where it needs to be so that everything's easily accessible to me I know exactly where it is. But nothing's out of place. So if I do walk into my office and see that something is amiss, I'm going to know mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm.
3: You are, I imagine, sitting behind your desk along with another individual who's sitting across the desk from you. This individual is not normally in this office. Terry, would you please roll on the race chart to determine the race of this individual? Ooh.
1: Okay, that was a three on the 12. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, and then a d4? Yeez. One.
3: Okay, roll another d6, please.
1: Okay. Two another high
3: elf. That's spooky. That's actually
4: wild. That was the three exactly really the same spooky. roles.
3: I don't think we've ever gotten an elf on this chart in one of the three Black Halflings games. Now we've gotten two in a row. And no, we're making up
4: for
1: Here it. There you go. You were due. You were overdue.
3: Sitting across from you is a high elf. His thinning hair is like swept over in just a really, really uh, ambitious comb over. This dude has not lotioned the tips of his ears in quite a while. They look a little dusty. There's, a like, a real sliminess. Like, despite the fact that his ear tips are dry, the rest of his skin is uncomfortably, like, uh, greasy. This dude, regardless of whether he bathes, it's like he just, his body produces sleeves. <laughs> you are sitting across the table from Samuel Kim. He is here to discuss... A business proposition. He is here on behalf of his employer, Damien Mathers. (laughs) Now, uh, as I was saying... Mr. Mathers is absolutely willing to bankroll all church construction needs you may have uh, for the foreseeable
6: future in exchange for a a bit of uh, quid pro quo, you know, friendliness, that sort of thing. We're very interested in promoting as positive a relationship as we can with the community. And of course, uh, this, um, this, um... Unity Tabernacle, that's the name, right? (laughs) (laughs) Unity Tabernacle is key as a pillar of the community and, of course... You, First Lady Hildebrandt, you are key to this place. And, of course, with your influence in the city, uh, we think that with our uh, influence here, uh, it would be best to have a uh, reliance, if you will. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I see you've prepared immensely for this meeting. <laughs> He's like
3: desperately like he keeps like glancing down at his notes, trying to do it like smoothly. Like he just look he pretends to be looking around the room and then he'll be like, oh, this
6: is church, yes. Important.
3: <laughs>
6: Deputy Mayor. Oh, well, good job there.
1: And I appreciate that you took the time to uh Prepare your physical visage for this meeting as well. I'm wearing my finest suit. A button
3: pops off. He's not even overweight. You're not sure why that (laughs) happened. It it makes zero sense. Oh, no. No.
1: Missed a spot or two.
3: <laughs> there are grease stains coming through the pits of this man's oh, suit. Oh, man. uh, And as you, as you compliment him, he says, My finest suit!
1: <laughs> yes, uh, Mr. Kim, I do appreciate your visit. However, I have not seen you or your boss, is it Mathers, you said, in uh, ages. <laughs> yes, if not ever in our congregation. What makes you think that I would want to build an alliance with you if you've never even... Supped at our table. You've never visited and given a simple donation of a single piece of gold.
6: Ever. <laughs> well, we are happy to rectify that crass mistake. As you know, Mr. Mathers is a very private individual. That's why he didn't even name his company after himself. <laughs>
3: I don't think, Zora, you know this information, Mm -hmm. but the person who we have not yet introduced sitting next to you might not know this information. Jasper, why don't you
4: roll a history check? First of all, I guess, introduce your character and then roll a little history check for us. Okay. I feel like you may not have actually noticed this individual yet. Sort of pinned up against the wall at the back of the room, as much of like a shaded corner as he could possibly find, you see a very, very slight and slender tabaxi teenager, really quite young in the face, but he definitely looks weathered. Like he's, uh, you know, he's been through some rough times. If you imagine uh, a bit like a, um, uh, like a sphinx cat that has no hair, it's like that, but his skin is jet black and he's got these kind of really big and slightly kind of gaunt uh, and like sort of uh, sort of deep set eyes, uh, that are like big, big cat eyes that are just kind of surveying over the room. And at the moment, actually, I'll say that the eyes are just absolutely locked on uh, Mr. Kim. You see he's got like a uh, like a knitted sweater vest that's like got like a tartan pattern on it. And he looked deeply uncomfortable in this. Like like you could see him kind of pouring at it, like wishing it was off of him. Uh, you get the sense that like he's been told to wear this to keep up some appearances.
1: I might have bought something once or twice for you. Yeah,
4: exactly. That's exactly what it is. Or well,
1: maybe some ha- cast off for my children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just try. <laughs>
4: to make him seem somewhat presentable because he, like, doesn't look like he really takes care of himself. Uh, self-care days <laughs> is not something that he does. You see that he's wearing, imagine a bit like a ruffed, sleeved, open-net shirt, like a bit like a, a Heathcliff vibe. It's like a deep purple underneath and he seems very subconscious of his hands. They have lots of, like, wrappings and things around them and uh, if you looked closely you probably see, like, a bit of blood or uh, something and you don't know whether it's his or someone else's. He's got some, like, sort of uh, quite thin uh, sturdy trousers tucked into some boots. And the, probably the most curious thing you'd notice about Duncan, uh, which is his name, it, you would see that on the table next to Duncan, there's like a, a paper, like a today's newspaper. And if you looked really closely just for a split second, you could swear his shadow leans across to have a little look at the paper. And he doesn't move. So that's Duncan. Uh, Duncan will roll <laughs> a history check. <laughs> that oh. was amazing. Uh that is a 22. <laughs> Ooh!
3: <laughs> Duncan, this immediately rings a bell because you've had numerous conversations about Mr. Damien Mathers uh, mm. with your employer. Or, more accurately, you have sat and listened as she ranted and complained, not sometimes to you, frequently to others, about uh, Mr. Mathers. Mr. Mathers is a an extremely wealthy entrepreneur who got rich by investing heavily into manufacturing just at the beginning of the magic boom that started mm-hmm. about 20 years ago. The magic boom, of course, being the technological revolution that occurred when one of the most famous scientists in the city figured out how to implant more powerful spells into physical items much more quickly and much more safely. And it has absolutely revolutionized the way that people do things in this city. He got into that and has been manufacturing that stuff. And not only that, you recognize him because you actually used to work for Mr. Mather's. Ooh. Mr. Mathers owns a company, which is, of course, not named after himself, named Kauta Manufacturing. He is the CEO of the company, and Kauta Manufacturing is extremely powerful in part because of the Kauta Mine ah. that is located in the Hernandez district mm-hmm. uh, at which you used to work. You know that Mr. Mathers is a very kind of shadowy individual. Very few, like, people know he exists, but very few people see him. He makes very few public appearances, though he seems to have his fingers in just about every pie. And uh, you you hear things. You hear scary things from mm-hmm. time to time about this fellow. This is, I think, this is free information for both Zora and Duncan. This is clearly some kind of a power play. Uh, Damien mm-hmm. Mathers is. Other than the Hildebrandt family, easily the single most influential person in the Hernandez district, considering about 20% of the population who is employed is employed at one of his facilities. This dude has huge influence on the voter base and the economics of this particular district. This offer is clearly some kind of a play of some kind.
4: I think, uh, I, as I realise, as Duncan realises this, uh, there's, like, a window behind him to the left. He kind of, like, raises his hand to the window and, like, makes it look like he's inspecting his hand and his sort of slightly blunted claws. And as he does that, you just see that through the light of the window, he's just casting a shadow of his hand, just hovering around this guy's neck. Um, <laughs> and he's, like, just at the moment, just, like, side-eyeing. Um, but Miss, <laughs> Miss, Miss Hildebrand, just like... <clears throat> Like <laughs> as as you do
3: this, uh, Mr.
4: Kim suddenly like
3: <coughs> just sort of like reaches up and like d- rubs his throat slightly, so, uh, oh, and looks over and sees you there for the first time. He's like, <laughs> where 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 did your where did you come from? Uh,
4: um, that's not important.
6: Cryptic, right? Uh. uh now about the offer uh, we are willing to make a generous donation uh in, in to the church and perhaps even influence Maybe you should
1: go more into the what the quid pro quo deal is because clearly this is some sort of power move by Mr uh what's his name again you said you work for Mathers correct Uh
6: yes uh Mr Mathers <laughs> um well uh... Mr Mathers has various interests uh, in, in throughout the city one of which is uh, real estate mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he was hoping that uh, in exchange he wants for- to buy the church Oh, (laughs) no, certainly nothing quite as lofty as that. Uh, We were hoping simply to purchase a a simple area of land, uh, actually beneath the ground, already next to the Kauta Mine. Uh, It's practically ours already, it's just currently it's technically the city's. Uh, And we would absolutely love it, Uh, love uh, the uh, favorable uh, hearing when we attempt to purchase this.
1: I'll see what we can do, but I can't make any specific promises at this time.
4: <clears throat> can I ask He, he is, gives, um... like, a jolt
3: as soon as you speak get... again. <laughs> can I
4: have, like, have like? Can I have tried to of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little a nineteen. <laughs> uh, so that's a 20 three. <laughs> he lets out a full-on oh, Guy! And his are <laughs> suddenly behind him, whirls around, nearly falling out of his chair. I think the more um, pertinent question might be uh, what exactly is down there that you're looking for? Well, of course. Uh, more ore! He is referring, of course, to the
3: Eco ore that is essentially the magical ore that uh, there's like huge bedrocks of magical ore underneath Mavros that have enabled uh, people to essentially like power this magical revolution in a lot of ways. Like, you can, this ore is a repository of magical energy that can be easily harnessed to then, if you're able to then shape that into a specific spell, you can use that to power various appliances power trams, power the crystals that light the parts of Mavros that are covered by the upper levels of the city, that sort of thing. I assure you, simply
1: absolutely nothing's down there but ore. Oh, just the most valuable item in the city. Excellent.
3: (laughs) You see a greasy bead of sweat just like emerges from underneath <laughs> oh. his comb over,
4: <laughs> just moves real slowly across his yeah, forehead. So like... It is very like rainbowy because of all the like oil, <laughs> oil. Oh man, it's actually like an oil slick. It's genuinely <laughs> an oil slick happening. I'll uh, I'll I'll uh, take my like sleeve. I mean, my I might like top underneath is so dirty underneath his pristine sweater vest, uh, and I'll just like dab his forehead for him, <sighs> just staring him out, and then I'll just re- like retreat back to the side of the room. Ugh. Uh, thank you. Um, <clears throat> he tries to swallow, but his mouth is dry.
1: Do you need something to drink, dear Mister Kim?
6: Yes, that would be very nice.
1: Uh, very thankful. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'll pour pay- him.
4: I'll, I'll yeah. Oh okay, yeah, 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 go go.
1: <laughs> I have just I just have like a little tumbler, you know, on my desk, and just I pour him a little glass, slide it oh. over.
3: Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, uh, as he's like <laughs> drinking this, mm-hmm. uh, you receive, you see a light go off on your, the the sending stone on your desk, mm-hmm. and uh, you I, you know that like I mean somebody's trying to contact you directly. Mm-hmm. This only goes off if somebody tries to contact your uh, office directly.
1: You'll have to excuse me, Mister Kim. Uh, I'll need you to step into my lobby if, if that's all oh, right. Yes, I need to take this call. Uh, Absolutely. Mm. I'll just uh, leave this. We'll he leaves cons- like the
4: papers yeah. with the deal there. <laughs> he's like,
1: out in the vestibule. Uh,
4: I'll make. I'll make sure to see him out.
1: Thank you. We'll consider your <laughs> offer.
3: <laughs> uh, thank you. Please. Uh, he, as you, as you, he, as he's like being ushered out the door. He's like, uh, the offer Come is on, not go. indefinite. Uh, we would very much appreciate
1: your <laughs> response by tomorrow morning. All right, we're gonna answer that stone. <laughs>
3: On the other end, you hear,
6: "Hello, uh, this is uh, Officer Vinny Flash. Uh, is this Madame Hildebrandt?" Uh,
3: you, of course, recognize this voice. Your family has a great deal of influence in various areas of the city. Uh, one of which is the police department. Uh, and he says, "Ma'am, I, uh,
6: we got a a constable here from uh, where, sorry, where'd you say? Where'd you say that was?" The civil parish of Gerstale. Right. Uh the civil parish of Gerstale sorry, one more thirstalee.
5: <laughs> is that the like civil parish e's? of Gerstelee? Uh like no. It's got like, is e. that an adverb? No, it's like got an Gerstle? E and an A. Well it was originally Lander Lee. Uh, it was originally lay when the elves were living there, but that's uh, elvish for field. All right, and then it was stop. The please dwarves stop. came no, there don't, and named no, it lay-dur. Dur, dur is dwarvish for field. Okay. No, I get it. We came there and named no, it sir, Lee, officer, which please. is domish for field. Oh. So it actually was called no, to have field a field. So we changed it to oh, grain no, I'm enjoying
1: field. Oh, this
5: etymology. Then in our word for wheat. So Because that's what we mostly grow there. So no, it's just uh, called wheat field, really. But it used to be called field 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 in three different topics. Autologies. You're not interested. <laughs> he
0: just <laughs>
3: held
5: out.
0: <laughs> he just
3: gave up and held the stone out <laughs> so that you could hear him.
5: Did Did you get all of that? And don't get me started on <laughs> and How Hill. Okay, oh boy. amazing. Uh, Maisie, strap yourself in for a Can wild you please ride. Get the officer here a drink. I'm not
6: your secretary. <laughs> You're the secretary at the whole police station. Come on, please, please help me out here. Uh, first, first lady Hildebrandt. Um we uh we got something here uh this clearly you've uh, got a
1: lot, it sounds like more than you can handle at the moment.
6: Uh, yeah well you you have uh, no idea ma'am. Uh we have um the officer here the constable was nice enough to bring in evidence from a a case. Uh, apparently they had found a a hand in a in a field some 15 years ago uh with some cloth and uh, and an orb and uh, uh I got a load of the cloth and the the cloth has the uh, it's got the uh, the counter manufacturing insignia on it. Uh, ah, and,
1: uh, Interesting.
6: Well, uh, the, uh, the orb, it's got, it's got the sign of the Great Unifier.
1: Thank you for bringing that to my attention. You're going to need to bring it directly to the, the Tabernacle immediately, please.
6: Uh, yes, right away. Uh, should I bring the Constable as well so that he can give you. I guess the full story.
1: Might as well.
4: <laughs> I would have loved the chaos energy then if Terry just went, nah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> well, I'm a-coming. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming anyway. <anywhere>. I'm sorry.
5: Nothing we do about it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, well, thank you very much. I will be there right away. Uh, and he hangs up his stone, turns to you, Officer Wunkle, uh, and says, all right, um, so it appears that these objects may
6: have, uh, some relevance to larger matters here in the city. Uh, oh,
3: so fantastic. I'm going to, yes, I'm going to take you to the deputy mayor of, uh, Ooh. this particular district, the Hernandez district. And in fact, Right the up the chain, ma- eh? Oh, this is exciting.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just <laughs> climbing right up that chain. I wish you could hang yourself from it. Uh, so he, uh, I'm taking you over to, this is the first lady of Unity Tabernacle, uh, be very respectful, you know, speak only when spoken to. Uh, we can. Of course.
5: He looks at you, he's I'm very good at not speaking when I don't need to. You, uh, you ever ridden a motorbike before? Actually, there was before? a time when. Oh, sorry, you were talking. You ever ridden a motorbike before? Uh, a um, motorbike? What? <laughs> I know about bikes, sir. Those things with two wheels. You got uh, pedals on them and you, you, you yeah. scoot yourself along. Very fast on one. Actually, uh, my old friend. Uh, <laughs> right, let, uh, he, let me stop you work. right there. Uh, he makes <laughs> you, he's like, okay, so you're going to want to sit probably in front
3: of me here. Uh, in fact, roll, actually, let's see if you want to sit in front of him. Roll for his race really quick. Uh,
5: oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is has it's a it's just like, well, yeah. I think I'd probably get in the way of your horns, sir. But
4: okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's like a centaur. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, please, Please explain how a centaur <laughs> motorbike works jeremy <laughs> oh i would um, glad that's a that that
5: happens. that's a imagine that's a three a one and a two no it's not it's uh that was an 11 and a one
3: okay an 11 and a one. Oh, okay uh it's the officer the op- you know uh that would up. have been amazing the officer is <laughs> also high up. Up. Uh, a verdant officer flash huh. is a verdant uh, he, yes, but he appears to have gone through, like, the height change that many Verdans experience already. So he's gone from, like, small to medium at this point. Uh, we're looking at, like, a cool 5'8". So he ushers you out through the police precinct. You're getting, like, a lot of stares from some of these cops. You get the sense that, like, they've never seen someone quite like you. Like, the cheer that you have brought in here and, like, the sunny disposition is almost like you are
5: glowing as you walk through this police I'm gonna, precinct. Is there a place to put this coffee cup back? Is there, can, uh, I, can I put it, is there, can I clean this up?
3: Uh, yeah, uh,
5: he just, uh, and you,
3: you see that, um, Mrs. Hawker leans out. she's I'll take that, honey, thank you. Thank you, that
5: was one of the nicest coffees I've ever had, really strong, quite a kick in the teeth. Yeah. Oh, That's
3: well, uh, thank you, I've always said I make a great cup of coffee, <laughs> uh. <laughs> And he's like, "Okay, okay, quit your flirting." Uh, ushers you out the door. Uh, you see his little police motorbike. Uh, sadly, there are police motorbikes that have the little sidecar add-on. Sadly, his does not have that. This is actually an old school like bicycle with the gigantic front wheel. I can't remember the name, uh, but also with a motor. Penny farthing? <laughs> is that what it's called? Is <laughs> a it, I yeah penny 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 farthing? I, penny-farthing I, penny-farthing penny-farthing penny-farthing, wheel, one, I think one. yeah yeah yeah. All right, this is a penny-farthing bike,
5: uh, but it is a penny-farthing motorbike.
1: Uh, (laughs) Uh, Amazing, that's the most steampunk thing I've ever heard. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
5: I'm going to turn to him and be like, I don't suppose you've got a ladder, have you? (laughs) Uh, No, don't worry. Do you mind if I lift you? Oh, not at
3: all. Okay. Uh, he picks you up, plops, so you're, like, teetering on the edge of, like, the first wheel. Uh, the big first wheel he climbs on behind you, so you're sort of, like, balanced between the wheel and his lap. It's got, like, chopper handlebars, I'm imagining, so it's just, like, this big old, like, and, like,
0: just
3: speeds off through the city. <laughs> uh, I'm going to cut back uh, to Duncan. Duncan, mm. as you are ushering Mr. Kim out of the church, I don't know if you want to touch him because he is very, like you get the sense that if you touch him, there'll be a slight squelch mm. uh, with just how greasy I've seen this i some disgusting
4: stuff, but I don't, no, no thank you. <laughs>
3: he, at one point, slips in what appears to be his own leakage. Good lord. It's like it's getting worse.
1: <laughs> yes, it really is. End. It really is. It went from, like, a slight gleam, glisten, <laughs> to, like, full slip slide. Like, oh my yeah. god.
4: How like, has it got small, underneath your shoes? You have rubber on the soles of your shoes.
6: Uh, how has that happened? I, honestly, I've learned not to question it. I've learned not to qu- <laughs> it's just you It's something you just have to accept. Uh,
3: <laughs> he looks around the facility and he says,
6: um... Uh, just a quick question, Youngman. Uh, does Miss Hildebrand... What? Uh, what time do you, does Miss Hildebrand uh, leave the church or, uh,
0: um. At night. W-
6: would we be able to reach her here, or would we, if we needed to contact her, would, would it be better to say at the night time uh, contact her at her home?
4: Yeah, yeah. You'd probably be able to contact her here. She's pretty hard-working. She doesn't tend to leave. So right. Um. Yeah, so she, just... she lives at the church? Uh, most nights, yeah. That would be okay. a good
6: bet. Okay. Uh, I ask because I'm telling you, Mr. Mathers is really leading on me about this deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, thank you. Uh, I will pass that information
4: on. One of us will definitely be here, so um, I can always pass a message along if needs be.
6: Excellent. All right. Uh, Thank you very much.
4: Can I roll an insight check, please? Uh, Is he planning to come back this evening? Uh, Because if so, I'll be waiting for him. (laughs) (laughs) Roll insight. Oh, that's a nat twenty, my dude, for a (laughs) twenty-seven. Whoa! (laughs) Insight's what I do, baby. Let's go.
3: Um, I will. (laughs) I will roll it. A t- there's no way he can beat that. Uh, there's honestly no <laughs> Try point in rolling. Slippery,
1: slippery slide. He,
3: there's a zero percent. He does not. to slip have out of a twenty-seven, my high. dude. Let's go. <laughs> he truly does not have deception that high. This dude. This is not a trustworthy man in any way. Yeah. Uh, that was clearly some kind of information gathering question. Yeah. You know that there's a very good chance of something bad happening, mm-hmm. or like this is the kind of thing where it's like. If, say, Mr. Mathers took it upon himself to try and lean on your employer, Mm -hmm. like, where would she be? Uh, Or if we were to, say, deface the church or threaten something that she owns, this is definitely, like, an information-finding thing to see uh, what where should where should we go after her or mm-hmm. where should we get to her uh whether we go directly or at something she owns there's clear ill intent uh mm-hmm. there and honest also i think you get the sense this dude does not care like he doesn't care about anyone he, sure. he truly, it's very much like this is all business in his mind. And he he sensed the resistance. He senses the, the, the kind of hostility. Those barbs communicated a lot to him. This is just, uh, this is not great. This is not a great situation.
4: Um, Can I just quickly, before you go, if uh, obviously my employer would need to get hold of yourself, uh, normally she'll send me out to, to deliver a message if she's busy here. Uh, where might I find uh, you then? Oh well, you can contact me in my offices.
6: Uh, you have. But where,
4: where will you be in the evenings?
6: Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a man about town. Who knows? Well, that's fine. Just just,
4: just g- where where you live. That's fine. If I give you my,
6: uh, I'm sorry.
4: Just like as in where you live, so I could if I can find you, deliver the message, just like you said that you would do to to to, to the ladies at Hildebrand. Uh
6: well, I can give you my stone. Uh, information, if that's what you need, my stone code. Uh. Well, no, no, it's
4: just because you asked where the Lady Hildebrandt was going to be in the evening, so I just thought I'd ask where you were going to be, so just in case we need to, you know, exchange messages quickly.
3: There's like a pause, and the temperature in the room seems to lower as his eyes narrow, and he just stares at you intently and says...
4: I'll open up the big eyes uh, from underneath and just very begrudgingly smile. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, he's, he looks at you and says...
6: Huh. Well, I suppose we'll be seeing each other again soon, won't we?
4: Well, for your sake, I hope not bye bye <laughs>
3: yeah so long he he <sighs> heads out the door again, slipping on the stone, just i think vrap, he probably i think
4: you'd probably see as he turns around, you just see my shadow just starts to grow a little bit like uh and i and I think the eyes just narrow down as I stare him out, uh yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. uh,
3: Another person entering the church right through the same, like, as he exits, another person puts their, like, enters through the door, like, looks down, steps over what appears to be a slight grease spot, and then looks at their hands like, ugh. Like, they just touch the same handle as him. You recognize this individual. This is another one of the employees here. This is Tarun. Tarun uh, glances at you and says, hey, hey, uh, uh, Duncan, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I was here to deliver a quick message uh to to Miss
4: Hildebrandt uh about the security oh the security right. she asked for yeah um well she's just uh, she's just on the stone at the moment so if you want to leave me a message I can uh, relay it to her all right uh tell her that
0: uh
3: we've been in uh we've been in contact with uh you know the the Dodgers yep, uh and yep, they're yep. they're gonna they said they should be able to hook you guys up with some increased security uh if that's if the need may be where well, you got uh, just the person in mind
4: uh that's actually pretty fortuitous I don't want to make any decisions on Miss Hilda behalf but um I think she might be in contact um maybe from today <laughs> oh okay
3: uh Right. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, she yeah. knows where she can reach me. Uh, I'll I'll just go ahead and
4: get everything in ready,
3: just in case.
4: Yeah, yeah. Just be by your stone. Um, we might need some more, especially over here at the church. So. Right. Yeah. Right.
3: Okay. Well, uh, have a good one. Tarun heads out the door, uh, and we are going to cut from there to a completely other part of the city that we haven't yeah! been to yet this part of the city is much warmer and sweatier and loud but in a different way most of the city you hear the sounds of machinery people yelling people walking by different things like that this is like cheering this is cheering and shouting and jeers screams we open in the beehive arena I don't think most of the characters would even know this place exists. This is deep in the underbelly of the city. The Beehive is a fighting arena where anyone who wishes to can join and participate in fights for money. And in the ring... I think just about vanquishing a foe, perhaps standing on the body of an unconscious vanquished foe as the crowd goes crazy. Iza, why don't you introduce your character?
2: So we see, um, with a foot confidently placed on the fallen body of her enemy, (laughs) what initially looks like a sort of giant, hulking, green beast almost... (laughs) And then she starts to, like, shrink down in almost like, a, like an uneven fashion. Like, at first, like, an arm shrinks down and then a leg and then the head. And then she just kind of, like, shrinks down to the point she's standing on top, fully on top of her fallen foe. And we see that she is actually, in fact, a tiny, young, scrawny-looking goblin girl, only about three feet tall, with bright pink eyes, green skin and dark hair styled into, like, a messy faux hawk. And she's wearing a sturdy, but sort of slightly oversized and makeshift breastplate with like spiked pauldrons. And the armor is painted in bright colors, including uh, some of what are basically stylized like tags uh, of the word Pims. <laughs> Um <laughs> And uh, she's also wearing boots that kind of look a little bit too big for her and also too nice compared to everything else she's wearing, but they are also now kind of like dusty and scuffed up from the fight. Uh, and she also has some markings on her arms Uh, on her right arm in brown with some sort of like rough rocky texture on it and one on her left arm in like a pale blue uh, with soft shifting white tones that move across it when you spend a long time looking at the marking Uh, but right now um, as she transforms down into her like smaller goblin form they're sort of glowing and then they like the glowing recedes and they just look like the brown and blue markings uh, and she's also wielding uh, a maul, which is sort of placed over one shoulder. And she also has a battle axe strapped to her back. And they both look, now that she's shrunk down into her true form, they both just look way too big for her to actually wield. Uh, and also look very makeshift and roughly hewn. Uh, they sort of, They seem to slightly shrink down with her when she turned back into her normal goblin form, but are still slightly too big. But she still manages to wield them, even with her scrawny little goblin arms. <laughs> the, the
3: most wiry child, the most, well, I guess teenager, the most, the wiriest teenager you've ever seen.
2: Yeah. And as she like shrinks down, she places them all on her back and just raises the other fist in the air. And it's like, yeah! And the audience <laughs> is like, "Pims." Pims,
3: Pims, Pims! Uh, Pims, you see in in the crowd, absolutely going crazy, having made a killing betting on this. Are your three friends? You see, Grant, who actually had ju- you realize, Grant was not here before. Uh, Grant seems to have arrived during the match, but Grant. Fantina, and you see Zab, uh, Zab short for Zabka, all just cheering, going absolutely wild. Zabka screams out, get him a body bag! Fantina begins crowd surfing, uh, which is odd because she did nothing, but she's fully crowd surfing, and Grant just gives you a, a very firm nod and a thumbs up, which is a whole lot of expression for Grant. Uh, as they like the referees and the medics come and like pick the limp body of your opponent up (laughs) off the ground take them back to give them some healing and potions and so forth and sort of usher you out give you whatever healing you require probably not a whole lot I imagine you just dominated this yeah Uh, there's like a few scrapes (laughs) that they like uh, put put a little ointment on they shove your your uh, purse into your hand like the money that you just earned and your friends come running into as you're like exiting the fighter area Uh, this place by the way is like a gigantic it's called the hive because it's shaped like a gigantic metal beehive, uh complete with like passageways that you can like find your way through, and also the staff are dressed like bees. Uh, that is also part of why it's called. Yes, the game. Uh, fully, fully it's like bar Manchester. Ball. I
1: want to go to this so badly. I want to go to this place so badly. Oh, I love it.
3: You are in like the secret underbelly, the Mavros Agora, which is kind of like a city within the city, where the. Uh, criminal elements tend to congregate. It is literally inside of, like, abandoned buildings, abandoned mines, abandoned sewers, like a network of places within the city. And your friends come running up, Zab chest bumps you, Fantina is straight foaming at the mouth, just like, ah! Ah! Uh, she doesn't speak much. Uh, and and Current comes forth, puts a hand on your on your shoulder and says, Nice. <laughs> and that's about it. Uh, uh, Zab is like, that was like, the coolest thing I've ever seen. That was, you are getting better and better. Oh my gosh, that guy didn't even have a chance. You practically broke him in half. Brent just calmly hands uh, Zab a pill. And Zab's like, oh yeah, thank you. Takes the pill. Yeah, no, that was real good. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, And uh, Grant's like, so uh, I'm proud of you.
2: Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, thanks. Thank you.
3: They look away again and they look up and they say, Today might be a big day.
2: Uh, well, yeah, I know. I just kicked that guy's ass and we've got another fight tonight. I'm gonna get so much money.
3: Not what I meant. They look up at you. Uh, you see their eyes beginning to swim with tears a little bit. And they say, Um, uh, word came up from, uh, from up top.
6: Apparently. From Master Dawkins himself. I just heard, uh, from Tarun. They're, uh, they're giving you a security detail.
2: Oh, what?
6: Uh, yeah, um, I guess with, uh, with, since you, uh, got your, um, ambiguan abilities, uh, <clears throat> turned into such a, such a goddamn force of nature, they uh the higher ups they got impressed and they they apparently somebody uh needs security, and so um we're sending you up as a, I guess a b- bodyguard.
2: What well, to who? And also, does that mean I don't get to work with you guys anymore? Because um that's shitty. Roll
3: for Grant's race, real quick, because we don't. Uh, I feel yeah. I feel like we should know. I need to know whether Grant takes a knee or not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, seven on the D12, four
3: on the D4. Okay. Grant is a Lokatha. Uh, which is oh. a big big fish person. Oh, uh,
2: oh nice. No, so
0: they
3: they they take they take a fin. They take a fin. Uh, <laughs> and and put both of their fins on your shoulders and they say. Listen, kid, there comes a time
6: in every young criminal's life. When they're taken away from the jobs that they were weaned on and sent out to much bigger and better paying positions in other parts of the city. And, well, it it shouldn't be looked as a sad thing. It's a good thing. You're growing. And unfortunately, you're growing a little little too big for our little group here.
2: (laughs) That was a very funny joke.
3: Uh, Excuse me. Uh, You see, Grant turns away from you, pulls out a handkerchief uh, and puts it over their fishy nostrils and (laughs) fully look like weird trumpet sound as they're trying to blow their nose. Uh, You see, Fantina has has stopped foaming and is kind of like frozen in place watching this and Zab is slowly shaking his head. Uh, Both of them look absolutely stricken to hear this. Uh, Grant turns around and says... Listen up, folks. Um, Pims has been chosen
6: by by the uh, by the big man himself, by Master
3: Dawkins. Uh, Pims Pims is gonna be a higher ranking Dodger than all of us one day. Uh, you see, their eyes really welling up with tears. They sort of reach. Pims is as well. <laughs> they reach up with a fin, with their fins, and sort of sweep the moisture over to their gills uh just to like give themselves a little just to give themselves a little pick me up and they say "Uh, sorry and they they put they put their their head under your head your face for a moment say no go ahead let them out it'll help and they like (laughs) position their gills underneath your face
2: she she has like gotten like further and further into welling up towards crying throughout this whole thing and she just kind of goes like like looks around really shiftily and then just kind of like turns her face directly into his gills so no one has to see her cry. And then, and then like wipes her face and just turns back, like hands on hips. Like, well, this is a great honour and I should be really excited about this, but that doesn't mean I don't still get to come down here and hang out with you guys and celebrate our wins and drink loads.
3: Yes, of course. We'll still be together, just like old times. Uh, Grant is fully like on on by <laughs> a thread, <laughs> by a thread right now. Uh, Tita is just vibrating in place. Uh, you can see she is trying to hold it in. Zab looks around the group and is like, "Should we um, should we hug it out?" And Grant's like, "I think we should." Uh, and everybody just falls in around you. No. Full ugly sobbing. Uh, just
0: in,
2: <laughs> at that point, she allows herself to ugly sob as well. <laughs> She's hidden in the
3: circle. Meanwhile, behind you, somebody, somebody is like in the arena. Somebody has somebody by the lapel, just beating them in the face.
2: <laughs> just loud, <laughs> these loud <laughs> <bumps> <laughs> happening. Just, ah, please. A fireball explodes. But... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like a human foot just flies out of the
3: like lands nearby. Uh, like after I think a few minutes of this, everybody sort of like has cried themselves out for the time being. Grant looks at you and says, "Now, um, if you go up and uh, uh, I, I." I'll, I'll walk you there. I'll walk
2: you to Tarun, okay. and you can don't, go don't, with. Don't we even? Don't we even have time for celebration drinks like we usually do?
3: I think these drinks are gonna have to be to go.
2: <laughs> she starts welling up again.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they're like, no, don't worry, don't worry, it'll be on me, on me. Uh, let's go. Uh, one last time but not the last time but maybe the last time <laughs> oh god uh, as you guys like head out uh, <laughs> they, uh, they get you some what kind of what do you think Pimms drinks?
1: I- but I was like, Pims, pims? Cup? Pims? Yeah, pim's. I was going to say. But that's, I mean, that's too fancy of a drink. I wouldn't say
2: it, but. <laughs> it's too yeah. fancy of a drink, but they did just win a lot of money, so maybe they do actually drink some Pims. With all, all the garnishes. <laughs> you all get some a
3: bootleg cup. Pims. Uh, you get some bootleg Pims down here. It's called, like,
2: Zims or something.
3: Or something. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's called, we'll call it Mr. Pims. It's called Mr. Pims. Uh, and it has, like, a weird color to it. Like, it's weirdly brown. I think the, the, the small group, uh, your small group of friends, all low ranking members of the Dodgers criminal organization, uh, head up. You meet with Tarun. There's like a very stiff goodbye, I imagine, where, uh, Grant looks at you and says, now, don't forget where you come from.
2: Of course. Oh, I won't. I won't. And and I'll be strong for you. And she puts her hands on her hips again, like <laughs> flexes her not non-muscles with the with the runes over them. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> uh, Grant says, "That's my girl." Fantina doesn't really say anything, but lurches forward and gives you a very tight hug, and then steps back and flexes, try to mirror your flexing, and and zab. Zab straight sweeps your leg. Uh, He just walks forward and just sweeps (laughs) your leg. uh, (laughs) And and he's like,
1: gotcha. (laughs) 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 I love this bunch so much. Uh, Uh, I just, oh, well, I just this. Just let's just think follow them like just
2: can, they, can they be in the party too can though? i play zap
4: like, that's like that's all i'm asking I <laughs> wanna then, see
2: then we'll
3: carry on oh, so good <laughs> like it's like a mixture between like the waving arms run and like a naruto run as he runs away uh back into the agora and greg says if you ever need us uh you know how to reach us. They hold up their uh, bootleg. uh, We'll call it a burner stone. They have, you all, we'll say you all have burner stones that you could use basically only to contact (laughs) each other. They're like glorified magic Uh, walkie-talkies. And they give a nod. uh, Tarun is like, Wow, this is uh, this is a lot. Uh, and he's like, "Are we good to go?"
2: And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely."
3: Uh, uh,
2: Pims almost starts swelling yeah, up again. Fantina
3: has somehow produced bagpipes and is like playing like a mournful song as, as Tarun ushers <laughs> you away.
2: As as Pims walks away, she like toughens up again and then turns around and like waves at them and then her hand just like embiggens to like a oh. massive hand waving <laughs> on her tiny body.
3: <laughs> as that happens, uh, you just hear the loudest <laughs> as like, as Grant's face opens, <laughs> like this huge mouth just opens and all you see is the lamenting uh, gigantic fish mouth and uh, Terun looks at you and is like, uh, right, so- so anyway, uh, hello. My name is Tarun. Uh, your name is Pims, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, well done, Pims. We've been hearing great things about uh, you've been. You used to be like a lookout, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, but but the way that you've been stepping in, I mean, it sounds like you turned into a real hunk of muscle here. Uh, he pauses and looks at you. He's like, Where
2: you? I'm a lot stronger than I look.
3: Okay, yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah. Look, Trust me! Uh, up Appearances can be deceiving.
2: I mean, she just kind of like gestures to the giant hand before she then like de invites <laughs> <embeds> ah! it.
3: <laughs> How did I not notice that? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, uh, let's. Uh, you, I uh, I have uh, I've come here, of course, to uh, give you a little bit of a promotion. Uh, you're not going to be working street work so much anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, one of our one of our contacts in the city uh, is in need of a little bit more. Security. They've been uh, they've been growing, and there have been, of course, tensions within the city as there always are. Uh, so this individual uh, goes by the name of uh, Councilwoman Hildebrandt. Now you are not by any means to address this individual directly unless you are also addressed uh, in turn. But uh, uh-huh. you will be the councilwoman security, and you know what? I'll let her fill you in. Uh, let's 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 head out of here. He actually pays. This is probably a new thing for Pims. He pays for a taxi. I'm not sure that Pims has ever been in a taxi. Probably not. No. <laughs> it's way more spacious in the back than you would expect. Uh, at least that's what I thought when I first got in a taxi. I was like,
0: oh, more space back here. It's,
3: like, actually fairly nice. I mean, sure, the leather is peeling, and there's, like, a lot of stuffing sort of sti- sticking out of various spots. But, hey, it's a taxi. Uh, and you arrive at the biggest church that you've ever seen. In fact, you probably have seen this church many a time because you live in the district in which the church is located. You arrive at this church at the same time as a motorcycle comes pulling up carrying a green individual who looks a little bit like you, but is quite a bit taller and much more masculine, and also a a figure who actually resembles you much more in terms of stature, but (laughs) dressed very differently to any person that you have ever seen. You you get the sense it's something, some kind of official uniform, but it is completely (laughs) unclear as to what exactly this is for. There's like a pointy hat. And like a little insignia. Uh, but uh, you all enter this church around the same time. And uh, Councilwoman Hildebrandt, there is a knock at the door. Uh, this I would imagine this is some time after your conversation. Probably a good 30, 45 minutes after your conversation that you had uh, with uh, Mr. Kim. There's a knock at the door. And you hear, um, this is uh, Office of Vinnie Flash. And, uh, sorry, who are you? My name's Tarun. Yeah, uh, Tarun. Oh,
1: excellent. Uh, please enter.
3: Okay. Uh, door swings open, and a rather motley crew enters. <laughs> you see, uh, we never actually rolled for what Tarun is. Uh, Jasper, do
4: you want to oh, yeah. roll for Tarun? <laughs> you. Uh, that's a one on the d12 and a mm-hmm. two on the d4. Oh, excellent. Roll me a d6. Uh okay, dokie.
3: That's a two. Okay. Tarun is a fallen Azamar.
4: Whoa! (laughs) Holy crap! (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we're looking at we're looking at
3: like kind of uh, can can we just re-roll
4: play that scene real quick I had with Tarun
2: I (laughs) uh, didn't pay my respects. (laughs) Giant skeletal wings.
3: (laughs) Oh, he hasn't he hasn't manifested those yet. He's currently currently wingless, but he's he's got like he's definitely got like the grayish like charcoal covered hair, uh, weirdly like glowy grayish skin, uh, definitely like white eyes and like the edges of like his lips are also white basically all of his edges appear to kind of glow white even though the base color is kind of a grayish a smoky gray and uh, you also see a little tattoo covered uh, little tattoo covered goblin teenager Hmm. Uh, and uh, in between all of those people a very much non tattoo covered uh, very official looking
5: very shockingly sunny looking gnome who who's actually walking with like with a slight uh, sort of uh, waddle um there was quite a chafy <laughs> motorcycle ride I'll have you know actually <laughs> <laughs> I I
2: hope pims is definitely just like like mouth agape staring around at what she deems to be like the fanciest place she's ever 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 been this church is so
3: nice like it's so tall yeah it dwar- I think this is I, yeah. I think every time uh, especially for Bill Wap, every time you enter a building it's like the new biggest building you ever entered uh, yeah. this easily trumps the police station uh, it's so big just the sanctuary it's full on cathedral mode beautiful art stained glass all the works officer flash Turns and says, uh, may I introduce Constable Wonkle? Hello. Tarun, and, um, and he just motions to you, Pims.
2: I, I'm Pims. Hi. Um, this place is really nice. Yes, it is.
3: Right. Quite. Uh, so, uh, should we should we get to it? Um, I don't know if, uh... Tarun's like, oh, yeah, I'll just be a second. Just uh, let me slide in here. Uh, walks up to your desk and says, um, so, yeah, this is Pims. Uh, she's much stronger than she looks. I got to tell you, she's a real firecracker. She's helped us out in a number of jobs. Very valuable to the organization.
1: This is honestly who you brought to me.
3: You're getting in on the ground floor or something here. Well, I know she doesn't look like much now, <laughs> but put her in a uniform. I'm telling you, she's got
2: the goods. You got the goods. Show it, kid. Pims is like, the entire time he's talking, Pims is just like grinning and nodding. And then when he's like, she's stronger than, than she looks, she like does the flexing thing again. And then when he's like, show her what you got, she just like makes both of her arms gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kind of like fall to the side. And she, and she like <laughs> makes them smaller again.
4: <laughs> Jeremy, would I know of Pims at all? I think you immediately recognize Pims. Cool. I
3: don't think Pims has seen you, but in a long time, uh, probably. Long time. In fact, yeah. the last time that you saw Pims, you were in your barracks at the orphanage. Mm-hmm. It was when the men in uniform showed up. Oh, uh, that wow. was the last time that you would have seen Pims. Hmm. Uh, I don't think you knew what became of Pims. Sure. I think there's a real sense <laughs> of like, oh. And you're very much lurking in the back, so <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
4: I don't even know if hims to see me, but I'm just sat there like, huh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I definitely like looking at my own arms and seeing these like weird, definitely more like eldritch and creepy in nature, like black vein like tattoos up my arm, and I'm like, huh, okay, <laughs> cool. cool, cool,
1: cool, 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 cool. So, mm. <laughs> do they just do the arms, or can they do that evenly across their whole body?
2: Oh. Am I allowed to talk? Am I allowed to answer that? Uh, she leans into oh, turn. <laughs> by all means, yes. Uh, please
3: explain. Uh, he stands behind you, looking kind of tr- as official as this dude who is clearly shady and shabby uh, <laughs> can look.
2: She's like, yes, yes, it's the whole body. Look, it's so cool. And then she'll use Giant's Might and just like become a gi- like become a giant <laughs> goblin. But it's like, <laughs> um, it's like piece by piece. So again, it's like one foot becomes massive and then the arm becomes massive again and then the head and then it's just kind of like piece by piece, like a puzzle because kind of goes like very squelchy and then she's like a giant version of herself, very muscular. Ooh. <laughs> and the runes glow as she transforms as well.
1: Impressive. I think mm-hmm. you will be a great asset, Pims. I appreciate you coming and uh, you might want to go back down to size. I think no one's going to even know you're coming, do they? Yeah. <laughs> okay excellent
2: um, I'm I'm glad you think I'm gonna be useful uh, she again <laughs> These sizes. Uh,
3: <laughs> Terun looks says, right, right so uh, I can tell there's something going on you get you're busy you're very busy yes uh, uh, my job is done. thank you so much for your time uh, first lady uh, madam councilwoman mm-hmm. person. Um mm-hmm. you, you
1: You're good. Someone ter- will pay you on the other side and my my sec- I send you to my secretary who's out front. Uh <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, absolutely. We'll handle your Thank fee. You. Thank you so much.
3: Okay. I'll go talk to Thomas. Uh Jeremy, can I <laughs> Definitely the Secretary's name is Thomas.
4: Could you. I tail uh Tarun out real quick, just to have a, a very quick sidebar? Uh yeah, sure. Um I'll just um sorry, Tarun, can I just ask him a quick one quick favor? Uh, yeah. What, uh, what do, do you remember the uh, fellow that came in? That, uh, that you? He came out just as you came in? The really greasy one? Oh, uh, yeah, the elf. Yeah, yeah. Do you think um, there's any way you could uh, send somebody just to find out, you know, send one of the scouts just to find out where, whereabouts uh, he is? Just to keep a bit of an eye on him? Yeah, absolutely. We got some people. I'll put our best team on it. Thank you. Appreciate that. The uh, The councilwoman will, uh, will uh, of course, reimburse you for that. Of course. Thank you.
3: Now, Where is Tomathus Is off there? We, oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, and heads off towards Tomatis. I think actually, Pims, this might have been as uh, as Duncan edges out of the room. That might have been the first time that you've seen Duncan since you entered this room. Uh-huh. Like you just suddenly see like this this. Uh, shockingly familiar to Baxi just like shuffle past you and then right. enter the like slink back into the room closing the door this is in the middle of officer vinnie flash speaking mm-hmm. to uh the councilwoman but councilwoman as all of this is happening uh i think that now we have not spoken much about the deity that you serve but um this deity the great unifier the one god the belief uh this is a very uh old belief system that has recently come back into fashion especially in in Mavros itself uh the belief being that even though most uh religions acknowledge the existence of other gods and this one kind of does as this well one does too yes mm-hmm. yeah it's more like i think the uh, the belief system is like they, this, the god that you serve is Has like the true revelation, the, yes. Yes, and the other gods are essentially like offshoots, like lesser, sort of like how... uh Other religions will try to, like, explain away other gods as being like, oh, they're just versions of our god. Or, oh, yeah, they're like angels. Like, it's essentially the other gods are looked at as lesser. The Great Unifier is looked at as, like, this force, almost. Like a being that connects everything. Uh, It is all about reconciling everything into itself. And one does not really hear words from the Great Unifier. One feels... Pushes or nudges. You experience or like it's, it.
1: Mm-hmm. And it leads you yes. on the paths that you should go and puts everything yes. in the places it should be.
3: Absolutely. And as you looked at Pims through like the depths of the holy murkiness in which your God dwells, the like the unknowable vastness, it's almost as if like something sort of wafted out of that darkness and nudged your subconscious to be like, this one especially is once you saw the tattoos yes. because you have seen tattoos not in exactly the same style but weirdly similar to those before
1: uh-huh. on my dear Duncan maybe mm. Exactly as you think about that your dear
2: Duncan comes sidling back into the room
1: and at that point when uh,
2: when Pim sees Duncan she just goes like oh holy shit Duncan like really loudly <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: um.
0: The
3: roof freezes. Uh, it, yeah, it
5: echoes around the uh, the walls of the cathedral. <laughs> <It's> like,
3: <laughs> somehow through the yeah, somehow under the door, like the whole, the whole the city just. Yeah. What? <laughs> Somewhere saw... like yeah, on another end of the city, somebody's on the toilet and they're like, huh?
4: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like uh could just like sits in the awkward tension for like way too long, just like um. <clears throat> uh pims hey hey
2: you're alive yeah that's so cool
4: you, yeah you you too
1: uh huh you two know each other
4: um yeah we did um we were in the orphanage went down the mines good good times
2: uh <laughs> no it was shit yeah but but I still use the sledgehammer. Oh look, for <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> smashing yeah. people. That's pretty cool. Pretty, yeah, nice. Uh-huh.
4: I um, I'm not dead. <laughs> I think a yeah. uh, lot of people thought I was I was dead.
2: Yeah, we all we all thought you were dead. Mm. If you could not
4: tell people though, because I'm kind of it. I kind of like the people not knowing that I'm not not dead. You know. Right, so, uh, I, we came here for a
3: reason. Uh, <laughs> Madam uh, uh, Councilwoman, uh, I have brought you, uh, Officer, please, uh, go ahead, tell the Councilwoman your
5: story. Officer's just, uh, Wunkle's just sort of staring up at the walls like, Crikey, O'Reilly, your God loves a bit of stained glass, doesn't he? It's very impressive.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely! It's very illuminating. Some would say. Oh, uh, uh, i, I sorry. I, I'm
5: not entirely sure how I might address a a, a deputy mayor. Um, uh, is it a bow? Oh bow. Uh, and he gives a sort of awkward, like bow from the waist, um, <laughs> and says, uh, uh PC uh, Billwop Wuncle, uh, High Constable of the Civil Parish of Gurstely, at your service. Uh, just coming to you with a little case uh, that I've uh, uh, taken out of the parish. I, uh, was it you on the other end of the phone that I heard with uh, with Officer Vinnie over there?
1: Yes, I've heard a lot of your etymology about the little place you're from and the words. I wanted to oh, know if you... No, no, well, you don't need to... You like no. your
5: etymology. You... <laughs> oh,
1: no. we don't.
5: you want to hear about our neighbouring village of Old Bridge? You'll never guess what it was named after.
1: Mm. What's an etymology? <laughs> right, oh. Pimps... Uh, Wait till Actually, you're spoken oh, to one. again. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> officer, okay. constable, uh, could you please illuminate us to the stone is what I'm referring to that you have found.
5: Oh, well, uh, I mean, really. Do you have you it, it in your possession?
1: Much... May I see it immediately? Uh, yes.
5: Can Thank I uh, uh, do a little insight check as to like why this stone appears to be so urgent to this uh, to this person? <laughs> Go for it. Uh, I'm uh, just
4: to say as well, uh, Duncan is like, as soon as anyone reaches for anything in Lady Hildebrandt's presence, Duncan is like ready to pounce (laughs) just in case it's not a, you know, whatever it is. Like Duncan's just on his haunches, like (laughs) oh wow, absolutely hair trigger. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) It's a real live wire situation. Whenever someone so much as reaches for a pocket.
5: (laughs) Okay. So I'm doing it very slowly because I'm a little bit trepidatious. Um, that was a <laughs> that was a natural 19. Um Whoa. plus nine for a 28. Whoa! <laughs> oh, damn! Okay <laughs> Hand over that backstory. <laughs> First Lady Hildebrandt, were you
3: in any way trying to be deceptive? Because if you wish, I don't know if you can beat that. <laughs> I don't know if you can hit a 28. Uh but if you can, I'll let you
1: roll. I'm trying to think if there's anything I could roll. Deception is quite high, but I don't think it's going to be oh, a Oh, no, that's a
3: plus seven. Yeah. Yeah, you can't hit a 28. No. Wow, no. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, well, I will let you... You can roll just to see, like, how close how you got. How bad uh, Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> how bad is it? Oh, it's bad. Okay, it's a nine. Oh, no.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Okay, mm. uh, I will let you uh, describe for me... Uh, what, what officer? Uh, what officer Wuncle gets as he st- as he stares at you very slowly, reaching into his
1: jacket. Oh, I just was very curious as to. Okay, I might have had a visit earlier from someone connected to this stone that seems urgent. Do you need more?
5: Okay. Yeah, no, that well, sounds sounds more or less on the level. It doesn't sound like there's anything particularly nefarious okay, going well, on Okay, well, the there, cloth
1: so, um. that you found as well with it seems very connected to this person as well. And right. I'm worried. That's all. I'm just okay. very worried and I want to see it immediately. So can you pull it out while you talk about I'm it, gonna, please?
5: I'm going to pull it out and I'm gonna just going to present it rather than... Actively handing it to anyone. I'm just gonna hold it in front of me and say, Well, we found this thing about 15 years ago. Along and I can't stop with- staring
1: at it and I'm trying to listen to his words, but I just can't stop looking at the okay. stone. Uh, Murkle, Pim- Murgle,
5: Murgo, words, same- words, 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 words. There he go. <laughs> the are. same
3: actually goes for Pims. <laughs> Pims and Duncan. Because the stone that he is holding, it's essentially like a small stone orb with lines it's almost like cracks of crystal like glowing crystal running through it kind of like a uh, glowing like a turquoise glow which uh both of you recognize as what appears to be like unprocessed eco so this is the stuff that we
4: that we mined up basically
3: so we yes. just dealt with quite a
4: bit of this this stuff
3: Yes, and not only that, but there's something very familiar about the way that this appears to have been like, it doesn't look like it's just cracks. As you look at it, it appears to have been like an actual carved design. And you see, Duncan, you would recognize the symbol as the symbol of the Great Unifier. It's a circle with swirl inside of it. One half appears to be slightly different colored than the other half of the swirl. There's like a division down the middle of the swirl, uh, as if uh, to symbolize like the two sides mixing and coming together, the duality of the universe being unified by the Great Unifier. But I think just the fact that you are both of you are staring at a stone covered in a rune, especially with that glow, with that ore, there is an immediate deja vu for both Pims and Duncan. Everybody in this room except for Officer Flash <laughs> is just like transfixed. You feel a a mighty nudge, Zora. F- uh, from this in, is the from
0: one. <laughs>
3: Meanwhile, <laughs>
5: Officer Wonkle still just blah, 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 blah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> wow. Can I've watch. never had anybody so intently listen to me before. This is really nice. Maybe people in the city aren't so bad after all. Hey, <laughs> that's a coincidence. Maybe there's, is there a symbol? Like, I'm presuming this is the church
4: of <laughs> yes, the great universe. Yes, like, would
3: be.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Can I ask, when what happened to me? Like, is there any similarity between what I'm looking at now and maybe what I found then?
2: Same for (laughs) PIMS.
4: Yes. I think it was not the same symbol
3: but the like the setup of like oh a stone that at first you think is cracked but oh wait no looks like somebody may have carved it this way and mm. it has eco ore in it and and it seems to kind of glow with like a power and it's unprocessed you don't know about all this business about it coming out from like a field out in like the boonies of the city yeah. which by the way for the uh, for our audience mavros is a city state kind of divided into three regions there's the city then uh surrounding the city kind of like in like a half circle is the burbs, and surrounding that is the very rural area, the boonies. And uh, Officer Wunkel comes from deep in the boonies, <laughs> so it is very, very far removed from any mine shafts, which is in fact where both Duncan and Pims mm-hmm. have seen this kind of thing before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Pims, you probably happened upon like uh, several things. Like, I think it wasn't just, like, one object. I think it was, like, in the walls. Yeah.
2: Giant slabs and carvings yeah. and
3: stuff. And it's possible... I don't I, I don't know if Duncan would have said back when he first found what he found, mm. uh, if he told anybody about it, but it's possible that you may have heard that, too. Or at least rumors mm-hmm. from people who had said, oh, yeah, I, I heard he saw something, something, something. I heard he found a rock, and it was, like, glowing, something. I don't know what happened. So, yes, very familiar. Cool.
2: Yeah. Huh. Oh. Uh... Can can I talk? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, that stuff's eco or that's the crap they used to make us mine. Mm. Yeah. It's under the
1: city. I don't know what it's doing out where you live. But it appears cracked, but that appears like it has specific symbols on it that... Do either of you understand the symbols?
4: Um... Well... Uh... Uh, yeah, well, sometimes when we you, you're mining, there's more down there than just like, you know, old deposits of this ore. Like, there's relics and and all kinds of stuff. It's, you know, we used to um, the old world being
1: unearthed. Uh,
4: yeah, in a sense. Um, so it's not uh, uncommon, but I I don't think and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy. I don't think I'd have seen anything uh, with the Great Unifier symbol on it before. No, this is the
3: first time that you would have seen that. Yeah, I
4: definitely haven't seen anything like this. And it seems odd because these are usually pretty well, you know, any supervisors on your mind would have taken this uh, away very quickly and uh, probably beaten you if you spoke about Mm. it afterwards. So uh, it's strange that it managed to get so far out of the, the city without anyone, you know, coming after it or or, or whatever.
1: I think someone went after it all right. You said you found it with what again, Constable?
4: Uh well, uh there was a
5: hand. Oh. There was an ear. Uh, and there was a couple of scraps of cloth, uh, which uh, I believe I showed to Officer Vinny. Uh, We've been able to restore them with this magnificent new technology that's only recently made it out to our village. Um, and th- that's where I discovered about this, uh, this uh, uh, counter manufacturing company, uh, which I would love to know about. I'd love to speak to a, a representative of that particular establishment Tru- oh, you if, don't. Uh, if you could direct you me. You definitely
4: there. don't. It's nope. so slippery. Like, nope. the slipperiest guy you've ever seen in your life. Really weird. Slippery. Yeah, no, but like, I, I, like genuinely though, like I'm not. It was not a metaphor or a figure of speech. Well, like physically slippery.
1: What do you want to know about Kauta? Well,
5: I mean, I just, I just feel that you know, in such a wide open space, with such uh, a few these things being uh, found in such close uh, proximity to one another, uh, I feel like they've got to be connected. You know, so maybe the guy who had the hand also had the orb and also had the uniform. That's just a little bit of uh, uh, basic police work that I've been doing, um, uh, just connecting the dots. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think maybe maybe we can we can find a connection there. Zora,
3: perhaps Zora, if you roll me uh, if you roll me a history check, we can see exactly how much you recall uh, and basically how deep your knowledge of the Kauta uh, company goes. Fifteen. Okay. I mean, you know everything that I mentioned before, that essentially counter manufacturing is becoming a monopoly. At this point, with uh, they own, like, the actual mines. They own manufacturing, like, processing places that can turn, like, can process this stuff. They are one of the bigger companies in the city. It is, however, unlikely, like, it's weird that one of their representatives or anyone from that company would have been all the way out in Gersta Lee. I mean, let's be real. The nature of what is being found indicates that there must have been some kind of foul play. You don't know if like, if someone was fleeing with this and that was left as a calling card or if they were an, or an employee of the organization or what was going on. I think you also would know this. I think this is just general knowledge among powerful people, basically every business has their own boogeyman. Like, every big company, every big figure has their own boogeyman, or boogeymen sometimes, that can be like to enforce their will on the city, especially with the level of corruption and skullduggery that goes on. It is not at all outside of the realm of possibility that this may be the work of one of those boogeymen.
1: Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Well... Constable, I'm grateful for your service in bringing these pieces forward. Not at all. I think that you've made a very, very big discovery. I will let you know that Kauta is a monopoly in this city and is attempting to take over every single aspect of this place. I think if they had possession of these items, that their work might be complete I would be very, very careful carrying those pieces around this city. For with them, you've created a target on your back. For whom ever had these pieces before, as you can see, came to a very unfortunate ending.
5: Yeah, wow. yeah I mean, I, I, I did suspect that people don't go around losing hands willy-nilly, but... uh mm. The but, uh, city uh, sometimes that does happen oh, but yeah. yeah
6: yeah i've seen it before i lost a hand
5: once Ooh. and there's uh, you don't suppose they could be reasoned with
1: uh, a place you could leave them absolutely nope. i think this might actually be one of the safest places in the city we've got additional guarding now with the help of the likes of pims and some of your ilk i know <sighs> officer well... vinnie here is a flash <laughs> you
6: will a Vinny flat whichever, which, whichever way is. Yeah. Sure,
1: sure darling um, yeah. Has a way yeah. of uh, Making sure that things are protected here In the inner sanctum I think this might be the safest place for you to leave it I would like to see it make sure that he leaves it here <laughs> 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 Is there a way, do I need to roll for that? Do I, <laughs> see if I can convince him <laughs>
5: Well, <laughs> I think perhaps if I'll be uh, traveling with your security detail, perhaps we could investigate this together, and then it'll be very safe about my person.
3: Officer Flash looks at the situation and sees like I think he senses a teensy bit of resistance. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Billwop, but I feel like Billwop has like the vibe of like hmm. I feel like there's something very shady about this situation, and this is rather odd. And this lady seems weirdly interested in this thing, and I'm not sure if I'm comfortable leaving this here.
1: And I just rolled a natural one in my attempt to think about it, and so like <laughs> <coughs> I'm just gonna let him know now. He can hang out with us if he needs to.
5: <laughs> well, that's awfully kind of you. I've had a lovely time with your people I've, so far, so we uh, yeah,
1: happy to continue. Lodgings on. here if you'd like. Oh, you can that's stay. awfully
5: kind of you. Yeah, you. I would imagine you own a
3: number of facilities, oh, yeah. like yeah, inns or what, hotels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Halfway houses. Uh, it's the whole works. Uh, so if you wanted to put, if you wanted to put the officer up somewhere, you absolutely could.
1: Oh yeah.
5: Oh well, I don't need much for amenities. Just a bed for the night would be lovely.
1: Oh no, I'm gonna give you something. I'm gonna give you like, I'm giving give him a really nice room. I'm gonna give him one of the best <laughs> like, to impress him. I want him on my side because he has something I definitely want. So I'm gonna give him like. <laughs> He's going to stay in the nicest room that he's ever stayed in in his life.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Officer Vinny looks around and says, "Um, so uh,
6: about this, uh, if foul play was involved, which I think there's fair reason to think there was. uh, As uh, Officer Wunkel was saying, uh, I think an investigation of some kind would be in order. Officer Wunkel, uh, and I, I also brought this to you, First Lady Hildebrandt, hoping that you might be able to give us some guidance. Uh, you had said, uh, Officer Wunkel, that you might wish to speak to someone at the Cauda uh, Manufacturing Company. Uh, now, do you think that would be wise, First Lady Hildebrand?
5: Well, uh, recent, recent discoveries. The uh, the general uh, consensus about my present company seem to believe that the uh, the Cauda company might not be forthcoming when it comes to negotiations perhaps so uh, yeah. maybe we could go about this a slightly more uh, circuitous route
4: okay um well i mean if you wanted to uh, head to the mines i mean i think between myself and pims we probably know uh, certain ways around
2: yeah, yeah we, we know that place at the back maybe. of our hands we we're in there like every day for years yeah.
5: oh Right. Like observation like a like a a stakeout.
6: yep well, Sounds like we may be oh, even infiltration. Right.
5: Is that what I'm hearing? Ooh. Oh, you're going to um,
1: infiltrate. No. I like it.
5: Ooh. <laughs> oh this is this is mighty exciting <laughs> you know oh to think just two days ago i was scaring chickens away
1: oh this is great keeping this oh. investigation underground and under wraps i think would be the smartest thing just for safety
4: lady lady hildebrandt might, might i suggest that we uh um uh try to keep this within uh the people in this room i'm just a little uh worried about cow reaching and they seem to be getting a little bold in this particular area. I
1: so. agree with you 100%. When did you start sounding so hmm. fancy, Duncan?
4: Hmm. Uh, I hang around with the lady now, so. He's you know. worked
1: for me for many years.
4: And I uh, and I and I wear this. And I, I pull down the, 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 the sweater vest and I try to pull it, like, and stretch it a little bit. So I'm like, argh, argh. I feel like we could I make that, like, cat noise where I'm like, <laughs> you, can,
3: like see, you can, like, see as he pulls it down, you can vaguely see the outline of his ribs, like, underneath it. He's just so skinny. <laughs> okay, so, um, if we're keeping this internal,
6: then, um, y- madam, you were saying that you're worried that, uh, Kowder might be up to something.
1: Oh, they definitely are.
6: Then I suggest that we split our forces a little bit. I, uh, I can head over uh, to Kowda,
3: get a little contingency. I won't fill them in. It's essentially, we'll call it a routine inspection. I'm guessing we'd want to go to the main manufacturing plant, or would you rather I go to the mine as well?
1: I think maybe we split, and my infiltrators here, who know the mines like the back of their hands, can take our dear constable friend to the mines... Yes, I think taking a look around and seeing what they're up to would behoove us all.
3: Right, for Pims and for Bill Wop, uh, Bill Wop, this is like the fact that you are watching an officer of the law and a detective, no less, taking orders from not only a city official but like like this is like they're not supposed to answer to city officials like there's been no indication that he has been put on this detail the the level <laughs> of influence that this woman seems to be wielding is very suspicious uh,
5: it's yeah. a clear indication of like Maybe oh dang jurisdiction yeah. works differently in the
4: city. I'm
2: <laughs> yeah. mm. like Pims has been involved in gangs and shit so she's just like I mean everything's corrupt so I'm just not gonna say anything
4: <laughs> Duncan will lean down to Zora and just say I'm um, I am um, I don't know how I feel about the uh about us leaving you uh any in the sort of near future you know, given the um uh well the state little, of everything yeah the little shakedown that we we received earlier might I maybe suggest if I may miss Hilda that perhaps you would to accompany myself and Pims to go investigate and then we would ask Mr Flash here to you know, send a few people to make sure the church is safe. I know you don't like to leave the church, but I'd, I'd feel better protecting you myself than, than leaving you in the hands of, no offence, sir, the law.
1: None taken. You know, Duncan, I'm really glad that you were with me and that I found you. I think you continue to have my best interest at heart and I appreciate that. You will be rewarded by the great unifier when the time is right. I think you're right. I shall traverse with you to the mines. Uh,
6: I'll put an extra security detail around the church and uh, see if we see any funny business going over at the manufacturing plant.
4: Uh, Can I do a quick history check as to, like, is there any... Like, when it comes to, like, corporate espionage, is there anything in particular you'd look out for? Like, is this, like, a world where they just straight throw Molotov cocktails through the window and try to burn the place down? Or, like, you know, would they sneak in and try and steal stuff? Like, I'm just trying to, like, inform this police officer what he should look out for. This is This is very much like a... Who the heck knows?
3: Like, you've heard of all levels. Okay. You've okay, heard of, cool. like, burning places down. You've heard of showing mm-hmm. shooting, like, shooting places up. You've heard of poisoning places. You've heard, uh, there's one allegedly uh, that a place uh, dug under the foundations of a, of a building and caused the whole thing to collapse. Or it could just be as simple as like a poisoning or some a couple of people waiting outside with baseball bats to really lean on somebody, especially for wealthy people, sometimes ambushes mm. and killings because they know the rich people can pay to be resurrected, essentially like a warning killing. Uh, is not at all uncommon.
4: <laughs> like we'll kill you even worse uh, next time. <laughs> D- D- Duncan's like does like a knowing nod as he thinks about that. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, yeah. Feel like you've, I feel like you. I feel like you carried out some of these missions in the past. Oh yeah, uh, quite uh, so, a few. I think.
3: Yeah, this is you know the sky's the limit. Like especially yeah. with something as as powerful, uh, as a uh, uh, company as powerful as
4: Kauta Manufacturing, uh, could get real ugly. Um, okay, well uh, I'll turn around to uh, Officer Flash and I'll say. Um, Listen, if um, anyone should uh, arrive here, just make them aware that any uh, favor that they should bestow upon the church will be returned in kind.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to head out, but it was it was very nice meeting all of you. Uh, Madam gives you a, a curt nod, turns and walks out the door. Uh,
1: thank you, as always, for your service, Flash. Appreciate you.
3: Thank you. Uh,
4: closes the door behind him, heads out. Um I'll make sure on the way out that he gets paid some uh, the, as, as is standard with everyone yeah. leaving the church who's been, who's vaguely bought off in any way that I'll make sure, I'll see to it that they are paid off. He also like <laughs> stops off at Tomathus. Uh, yes yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll i'll before he goes I'll say, oh don't forget to go see Thomas. <laughs>
3: yeah. oh trust me i never do uh
4: <laughs> it's like christmas for the officers when they come to the church <laughs> uh
3: heads off to go see Thomas. uh as the rest of you uh i guess get ready to head out uh is there anything that you wanted to take care of before leaving this place or is that pretty much everything
1: shall we say a prayer before we go yeah. Uh sure. that's a,
4: not a bad idea.
1: And so I I'm you know, I make them, you know, gather around like and there, we have like this like, you know
3: Where everybody's holding hands. Yes. <laughs>
1: and I, like I'm just like
2: I <laughs> so confused the entire time. It's just looking at Philip like huh?
5: And then I ask him. <laughs> <laughs> Do I take my hat off or or do I, what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to stand quietly in the corner. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So I'm going to make sure I I uncomfortably make them all partake in this prayer.
5: (laughs) Um.
3: Uh, (laughs) Go ahead. Are you going to, are you going to do the prayer?
1: Sure. Why not? Sure. Oh, Oh, great, great unifier. We come to you on a mission from you to ensure the safety of the city of this world. We are all here of one mind and one spirit and one heart. Everyone I know and believes in all of their hearts that this is the way. They are all here dedicated to you, this dear little Pims, who because of your mightiness can grow in size to defeat even the greatest
3: foes, yes. Wait, what? Just really <laughs> Oh, and I should <laughs> let me, let me just interject. As, as this prayer goes on... And on, uh, This and was, on. Yeah, it, it's as though like the lighting <laughs> in the room begins to lower. No one is touching any crystals or any lights or anything, but it's like the lighting in the room gets dimmer. And as Zora Hildebrandt prays, each of you begin to hear a voice in your minds saying the same things that she's saying, but like a much lower, sort of like a thick whisper, just like a, like a,
6: dear yeah, great unifier.
3: Like that sort of thing just floating in, echoing everything she says. Duncan, you're used to this, but uh, there's like this real sense- This goes on most of the time. To <laughs> <laughs> there's, re- there's a real sense <laughs> that like, you are not alone. And like, as the room is like getting darker, it's almost like, you can feel something moving around behind you and around you uh, in this space.
5: Uh, does Officer Winkle feel anything in his pocket? Ah, from I from the orb? from the orb. I think that uh, as you're sort of looking
3: down, you can actually. Where did you have it in your breast pocket?
5: Yeah, I just had it in the top, just tucked into the top pocket. You can Mm. see, uh, very faintly,
3: shining through the wool of your jacket, the symbol of the Great Unifier just sort of glowing out from this stone.
5: It's almost as if the orb feels heavier. Oh, okay, he he goes, oh, 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 mm, mm," and just has to really fight the instinct to share this with everybody. Uh, just given the current circumstances. Uh, and keeps his mouth shut for now. Uh, and
3: as as uh, Zora, you reach the end of the prayer. Uh, it's and like a wait.
1: One more thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
3: it's like Fifteen minute prayer. It's a full on, a full on short rest prayer. Uh, yeah. as, as you as you finish your prayer, the atmosphere like whoa lightens. It, whatever presence seems to sort of fade into the background again. The stone, uh, the, the orb seems to like uh, the glow becomes less intense and it's oh, not nearly as as heavy as it was and that whisper just sort of slips away along with that presence uh,
2: and Pims looks so scared yeah. <laughs> you did not know what you signed up for Pims. <laughs> you
3: were like money oh
2: yeah I was like money easy money beating people up <laughs>
3: the fact that neither uh zora hildebrandt or duncan seem in any way phased
4: by what just happened is possibly even more unsettling yeah. quite honestly it's probably like the most unawkward and comfortable that duncan has seemed this entire time is when there's clearly some sort of weird demon speaking in his head <laughs> <laughs> he seemed really at home
2: <laughs> Relaxed. it's <Pim's even>. like, <laughs> Pim's like... Stares around the room, looks at Duncan to see how he's looking, sees he looks completely relaxed, looks really confused, and even more scared, and then looks at Bill up and is just like, what? please tell me you're freaked out too, like with her eyes saying that. Oh, yeah. Oh,
5: yeah. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs>
3: uh, and as you all sit as two of you stand there in utter <laughs> bewilderment and two of you stand there deeply at peace with yourself and the world around you and the world beyond. That is where we will end this session. Woo! Uh yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes Thank yes, you yes. so much for tuning in. Everybody, go ahead and plug whatever you have to plug. We'll go
4: in same order as we did intro. So Jasper, do you have anything that you need to plug? (laughs) um uh the show no just please go if you're listening to this and you like our show please go and support all of our wonderful guests so we're gonna plug their stuff now yeah uh johnny you're next on
5: the list Hey, yo! Uh, I've been Johnny. I'm the uh, resident bard here at Three Black Halflings. Um, you can catch me uh, on Instagram at the underscore lonely underscore orchestra. I do musical shenanigans and stuff. And uh, if you want uh, any music commissioned, original music, for your uh, private D&D campaign, uh, a D&D podcast or any podcast, a uh, uh, short film or uh, ooh, or like uh, if you just want like a a song for your your belle or beau or or, or your, your lover or your friend or, or anything mm, like that just something okay, sweet okay um, i can uh, valentine's I can day's around yeah, the yeah, corner uh, i see you doing i've had since since plugging on on the last series uh, i have had a few requests for just people who want to want me to write a song for their for their for their sort of anniversary or something hey, oh, happy, That's happy so cool. that yeah. <laughs> it's sweet yeah.
4: Oh, uh, I don't know if you know if I said this on the uh, on the show before, but uh, myself and Jade, we got engaged, and uh, we uh, we the first thing we did was like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, Johnny, can you uh, be one of my groomsmen? Yeah, yeah, yeah." But also, can you write the song? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's gonna be there playing the fiddle at the wedding. yeah oh no no, legitimately that's what we've asked oh fully oh dude that's awesome yeah you're gonna bring your your instrumental monstrosity
5: i've got a year i better start practicing like right now
3: yeah (laughs) um okay and terry
1: that is the sweetest thing ever and now i want a song um that's so sweet um, but I also want a date so uh, anyway I'm available at the Terry Gamble on the internet you can find me um, uh, Yeah, I'm single um, and um, it's Terry with one R um, at the Terry Gamble on, on Facebook Twitter Instagram um, or TerryGamble.com if you want to just keep, keep up with what's happening I try to keep stuff up to date there um, I am a, the co-host of Horror Movie Survival Guide a weekly podcast that dives deep dive spoiler heavy uh, into Scary movies each week. Um, we have some wonderful interviews coming up. I believe our 250th episode is coming up very soon, um, and uh, we have some great Ooh, guests lined up. I'm so excited! You guys are going to freak yeah. out on who we got coming up.
4: I'm always Dang. freaking out the guests you have uh-huh. on there. You've got some big guests. Yeah, I know. you have some big and, like, guests. Thompson
1: on and everything. Yeah, King's yeah. Like come on. So like we've got we we Pat Oswald, We've had like wow. some amazing guests um, that are friends of the pod that are just it's. But this year, I was just like, oh, my God, really? Just, okay, anyway, I'm in the middle of <laughs> oh, scheduling man. right I'm, now, I'm and I'm just like, oh, so, so exciting. Um, you guys are going to love exciting. it. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can check me out there. And I don't know. I think that's all I'm doing at the moment. I'm, I'm busy pre-doing a bunch of other things that I can't talk about yet. So,
2: yay. <laughs> yay
4: for that.
1: Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yay for new things coming up soon.
3: Uh, and Iza.
2: Hi, uh, so yeah, I'm Izza. If you want to find more of what I do, then I go by Evil Clever Dog on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. I'm a designer and cosplayer and crafter. Um, on YouTube, I make cosplay and crafting videos and tutorials. So go and check those out. Um, and I'm also part of the Asians Represent podcast. Um, and we'll either have stuff in the works or have stuff that has just come out with them, depending on this when this ends up going up. Um, <laughs> yeah. But just in general, check out the Asians Represent podcast because we're really cool. Hell um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course,
3: uh, I am your... Very neighborhood dungeon master, uh, Jeremy Cobb. Uh, we, this is, uh, if you stopped by for the first time, Three Black Halflings. We, we don't just do actual play, we have a whole talk show that we do. We do interviews. Mm-hmm. We've interviewed Terry, in fact, on the show, and we yeah, have Johnny uh. on an episode. We haven't had Izzy yet, but it's only a matter of time. <sighs> It's, it's only a matter of time. It's clearly, happens. Yes, <laughs> um, but yeah, we do. We do interviews. We do talk about diversity and in TTRPGs and nerd space in general. All sorts of fun, uh, good time things, and it's so good I'm
1: just, I love it oh, so. Much. I'm such a I tell people about your show mm-hmm. all the time, and they. I've had some people come back and just like they're like, "Oh my god!" The, I was like, the, "I told you, I already told you, it's the best." And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't hyperbole. Like it's legitimately so good.
3: <laughs> well, don't take it from me take it from Terry there you go uh, you yeah can, exactly that's better you can follow yeah. <laughs> us at, at, uh, at TB Halflings on Facebook, Twitter Instagram um, you can oh, oh also if you like what we do you can support us on Patreon uh, patreon.com slash TB Halflings uh, you can follow me if you want to on my burgeoning social media account on Twitter uh, mm. at yeah. Cobb one that's
4: Cobb with two B's uh, and Jasper Ooh. you're on Twitter as well for much longer. I am on. I uh, uh, yes, uh, J W underscore Cartwright. No doubt, you'll soon have more followers than I. Uh, <laughs> I am sure. Um, <laughs> Just Jeremy search. doesn't sleep, so Jeremy's uh, J- Jeremy's got more time to you know get them crunch them numbers. <laughs> there we go. Um, well, okay, I guess that's it for this session. Uh, thank you so much for
3: listening to this tale from the city of the Black Rose. We will catch you next time. So long, Shire folk. So long, so, long of so long, shy so of
4: long, folk. So long, shy folk. <laughs>
0: that was a headgun podcast. <laughs>